Get ready to step outside and soak up the sun because in today's episode, we're talking everything you need to know about entertaining outdoors at home. Hi there. You're listening to Happy Hostess Podcast with Christy Lalonde. I'll be sharing episodes each week to help you entertain and welcome guests into your home without all the stress. There will be guest interviews with party planning and hospitality experts that share their secrets to becoming a confident hostess. So get comfortable as we find the joy in celebrating life's big and small moments. Hello, and welcome to the 26th episode of Happy Hostess Podcast. I am so excited to have Adrian Hill, one of the founders of Hen House Linens, here today to talk about entertaining outdoors. This is going to be such a fun topic. I can't thank you enough for being here today, Adrian. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Well, why don't you start with telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? Okay, so I grew up in Metro Atlanta, just south of Atlanta in Fayetteville, Georgia. But I've called Southwest Georgia my home for the last 23 years. So I don't really know if I should say I'm from Atlanta or from Southwest Georgia. <laughs> but I like to say my first career was in technology and finance. But when my son, when I became an empty nester, when my son went off to college, I made a career change. And I now call myself an amateur tablescaper, professional napkin folder, and business owner. That is a great title. <laughs> I, there's nothing I love more than playing around with a napkin fold. Yes, you have some great tutorials on Instagram for folding napkins. It's fun. So tell me, where did you come up with the name for Hen House Linens? So actually, Hen House Linens was founded by Jenny Davids about 15 years ago. And my business partner and I purchased it from her a couple of years ago. She, when she, so I can't take credit for the name, even though we obviously love it because we kept it. But Jenny's nickname was Hen growing up. And so that was the inspiration for the name. And then we've continued with the name because we find that the, the brood of women that support our business are, are what make it possible. Providers, nesters, entertainers, mothers, we call them mother hens. So all of our wonderful customers and friends um, that help support our business. I love that. Your brood of women. <laughs> yes. <laughs> brood of women. <laughs> now, what do you think first drew you to your interest in decorating and entertaining? So, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. My mom, growing up, she was she was a thrifter. She loved to go to an estate sale. She loved, I mean, she called it junkin'. And <laughs> she, there's nothing she loves more than a good deal and a, an eclectic or in, interesting piece. So I think it probably started there. She had a little booth in an antique store and she would go in and, you know, take her finds and clean them up. She loved to, you know, refinish furniture and it was before people painted furniture. I, th I think she would have enjoyed that too. But she was always arranging things in her store and, and I started going with her to estate sales and to Scott's. And I think it started there. But, you know, also growing up, Southern Living was my favorite magazine. I couldn't wait till it came in the mail. 
And if, if for some reason I missed an episode, I'd you know, hunt it down. So I think it started with both of those, just my love for Southern living and then watching my mom have a good time with her little business and, and decorating. Southern Living, that's definitely my first, I guess, publication when it comes to entertaining. And I have fond memories of getting excited about it coming in the mail, for sure. Well, we've had problems with our mail recently, and two issues didn't come. And I tracked them down and ordered them to have them Uh sent because I just, I enjoy it that much. Like, I really... There's just always, I feel like their recipes are so tried and true and they never seem to go awry. And and then, of course, the decorating and you know, they, they can set some amazing tables. So that, those are my favorite parts of it. Me too. Now, what type of entertaining do you enjoy most? Like small get-togethers or parties, casual, formal? Yeah. What's your favorite? I would say, so my husband and I live at the lake and... I think most of our entertaining just because of the location is more casual. We do a lot of entertaining outside just because you're at the lake. Why wouldn't you? So I th- our, our entertaining tends to lend itself more towards the casual side and, and smaller groups, you know, five to 10 people. It gets, if, you, if we're throwing a big party, that does introduce a little extra layer of stress. <laughs> so I am, you know, Five to 15 people is probably my my favorite and most comfortable zone to be in. So how have you found that entertaining outdoors is different from strictly indoors? (laughs) So you got to have a backup plan. (laughs) You know, you never know what the weather is going to bring you. You know, at, at the lake, we have the the benefit of the weather always comes from, you can see it coming over the lake. So sometimes you have a little bit of time to grab your stuff and run inside before it starts to rain. But I can't tell you how many times I've had these grand plans of something being outside and the bottom drops out. Or we have mayflies at the lake and they don't come in May. They come whenever, I can't figure out what time of year they come, but they they come when you least expect them <gasps> and they will just cover up everything. So, nice. I mean, it's, it's like the apocalypse when it happens. So definitely having a backup plan. I had one of my sons, two of my son's friends over before they left for college when he was a freshman and we had done a, a low country bowl and we were going to serve it outside on our deck. We have a really great deck that has a big tree that provides shade. And we put all the food out and we've never had a problem with flies. There were flies everywhere. Oh, like no. everywhere. And I'm like, okay, everybody grab your plates. We're going inside. Because you just, you know, you just got to have a backup plan if you're going to entertain out, outdoors. Right. Oh, goodness. I've not heard of mayflies before. They don't sound fun, oh. though. No, at least they're, you know, they're not, they don't gross me out, but they're just annoying. And there's and when they come, it's like a swarm of them. So it's very interesting. Have you found that there are any like any tricks when it comes to bugs or anything like that? <laughs> you use fans a lot. So I find that if we entertain on our deck, we have more bug issues than if we're out on our dock. I don't know why. Maybe the water just keeps some of them away. Oh. But we have ceiling fans on our dock. So that kind of keeping the air moving, I think, is key. And sometimes I'll even get my husband 
often to use one of those foggers before we have guests and just kind of fog the area and get those bugs away. Yes, I really hate pesticides. Like I'm like one of those healthy people. But when it comes to (laughs) a party outside, I will spray every single thing down (laughs) before, you know, 30 minutes before the party, at least, you know, before any food or, you know, utensils come out, obviously. I also like to incorporate candles into my centerpieces. So, you know, I mean, Centronella candle can only do so much, but like a grouping of lanterns with citronella candles in them will help kind of keep bugs at bay. And then it's pretty too. And if you you can pick up, you know, they have all kinds of cool looking lanterns at Walmart and Target. And I like to, and Hobby Lobby too. And I like to pick them up kind of near the end of the year, end of the season. And you can just see some interesting things with, with lanterns. And when you say lanterns, are you talking about the ones that like are on the table or like hanging from something or? So I usually use, just because we have so much light, because we're usually on our dock, we have lighting down there. So I don't really hang them often, but Mm -hmm. I will group them on the table. I love like a a rustic metal looking one for Memorial Day and 4th of July. I have red, white, and blue ones. And then we'll just pop a citronella candle in there and it helps with the bugs and then looks pretty on your table. That does. I like the idea of that. Now, since we're talking about decorating the table, are there, do we need like different types of linens for outdoors or can we just use the same thing that we would use indoors? So I like to use the same thing. I mean, I'm not leaving it out there. If you were leaving the tablecloth on your table, for days on end, I would I would not use some of my my inside linens out there just because I know the sun would fade it. Right. But for a party or a dinner, I mean, I think it's perfectly appropriate to use your indoor linens outside. One thing I do usually change up though is my napkin rings. I have a collection of sterling silver napkin rings that I inherited from my mother in law, hmm. and I don't know why napkin rings tend to go missing. I don't know if people like they get somehow they get thrown away or and especially when you're outside. So I tend to use ribbons a lot to tie my napkins when we're entertaining outside. And I'll also stick my silverware into it. So just kind of have a a bundle where you've got your napkin, your silverware tied with a really cute contrasting ribbon or even a coordinating ribbon. And that way, if it gets thrown out, it doesn't matter. That is such a good idea, especially because when you're out entertaining outdoors, I feel like the biggest hurdle sometimes is like transporting everything outside. And so if you have that bundle already, it's not, you know, it's easier to transport than all the forks, all the knives, all the napkins, all the napkin rings. So it's a great (laughs) idea. I agree. I also usually take a basket outside for my guests. Thankfully, people always like to help clean up after they eat, which is such a blessing. And as long as they don't try to load my dishwasher, I'm all for people helping me clean up after a party, but do not load my dishwasher. That is my space. <laughs> I like to load it myself. Very particular about my dishwasher. But you know, you always have the, the helpful friends or family members that are helping you clean up. So I usually take a basket outside and just tell people to drop their napkins and ribbons or if I did use napkin rings in that. 
And so we, I kind of have a linen basket and then, you know, then you have people bring their dishes back inside. So it just kind of helps with that managing the transport. That is so smart. I love that. I'm definitely going to use that for sure. Because even just at our house, at the house that I'm in, you have to like walk downstairs and in order to get to the dining area. And so that would be so helpful just to have a basket already down there handy. I love right. Well, and we, I don't know how, when you entertain outside, but I tend, for the bug reason, I tend to serve the food inside and then mm-hmm. have my guests go outside to eat. So I'll have set the table outside with, you know, a tablecloth or a runner in my centerpiece, but I leave the plates and napkins and food inside. So they obviously are serving on their plate, grab their napkin bundle with their silverware, serve their food and go outside. And then I try to leave the drinks outside. So okay. they're not balancing a drink, a plate, napkins, because we all only have two hands. So <laughs> I tend to set up a bar or drink area outside near the dining area, but the food, plates, and napkins inside. That's good. That's very good. Bugs are definitely always an issue. When it comes to, I like to have my food inside too. I can't stand to see bugs surrounding food. Yeah, it's just, it's not a good look for your party. It's not. And the drinks, you know, I feel like they're usually contained, so it's not much of an issue. Right. Now, what type of foods do you like to serve when you're dining outdoors? So we grill a lot. Thankfully, my son and I would have starved to death if my <laughs> husband were not a good cook and, and enjoy, he enjoys it. I think that's the difference is he thoroughly enjoys cooking. He likes going to the grocery store. He likes planning a meal. I do not. I did it for 10 years when, when our son was young and I got over it real fast. <laughs> right. I, I do not enjoy the grocery store. Part of it is because we don't have a great grocery store. We Walmart is all we have. So I tend to bake more than cook. So my husband will do the grilling and we grill a lot of ribs or we love to do a Boston butt. And then hamburgers are always a great staple. And then there's nothing better than a, a filet off your grill in the summertime. But for sides, I because I like to bake, I love to make tomato pie in the spring and summer. Yeah. We don't, my, no one in my family likes mayonnaise and tomato pie has mayonnaise in it typically. So I have a recipe that's a no mayo tomato pie that I love to make. And we, I use Greek yogurt instead of mayonnaise and it's really good. And to me, it's kind of a balance between, you know, you, it's, it's like baking, but it's savory. So right. I, I enjoy doing that. And then for a dessert, there's nothing I love more than making a summertime dessert. Do you find or see other people making certain mistakes when it comes to entertaining outdoors so we can maybe avoid them? I would say, number one, like I said earlier, have that backup plan. I think the second thing, and this kind of applies to indoor entertaining or outdoor entertaining, I never recommend trying something new. I know it's a great excuse to try something new when you have someone over, but in my experience, you're just introducing a level of stress that, that's unnecessary. I like to just stick with my tried and true go-to recipes. 
And then for specifically to outdoor entertaining, I would say don't, you know, I, I love to use my, my fine stuff. I love to use my silver. I love to use my china and I love to use my crystal. But for outside, you know, I just think it's better to invest in some, some functional pieces. They're just real simple. And then I like to buy different salad plates. So I, Tucker Nook has some amazing melamine salad plates. They have that tobacco leaf design on there. And then um, just some different things like that. And I love to mix them and match them. So I really think it's just, you know, especially for like a bride or a new hostess, I would say register or invest in some pieces that you would be comfortable using outside. That is a good idea. I don't feel like that comes to mind a lot of times for brides. It's not the first thing that comes to their mind when they're registering. That is great advice. Well, and it's a great price point for someone buying you a gift. You know, you could, I mean, they could get you a set of, you know, eight for probably what they would pay for a piece of China. Um, It's just nice to offer options with that. Another thing I would say is, mate, I cannot stand plastic silverware. Especially when, like I said, we grill a lot and you just, you cannot cut meat with plastic silverware or plastic utensils. So I like to, I've invested in some of those bamboo handled, mine were not expensive. Just, you know, I have a, a, you have a knife, a salad fork, dinner fork. I don't even think I bought the spoons. And they're just so much nicer when you're dining outside to use that versus trying to cut through your filet with a plastic utensil. I agree. I I bought the exact same thing. And I don't think I have spoons either. Like you said, the bamboo. And it's so helpful. And you can, because they're not very expensive, you can buy a lot and a lot of sets so that you don't have to worry about not having enough of your regular silverware if you're having lots of people over. Well, and even, and I even use it inside because I just think it's so pretty on the table. So even if I'm dining inside, it just, if I'm setting the table for guests and having it already set up before they get there, it just looks so pretty on the table. It does. And do you have any advice for how to decorate an unusual sized table? I do. So we, you know, I have inside, I have a really long farmhouse table and it's, very long and I don't think anyone makes tablecloth long enough for it. And then outside, you know, you always have I will pull tables from my patio, my porch, my dock, and you know, have them all going at one time. So I may have a round table, a rectangular table, a square table. One of the things I love to do is just buy a bolt of burlap. So I'll go to Hobby Lobby or wherever, get and I always wait till it goes on sale and get a bolt of burlap. And then I just cut it to cover my table and kind of create my base of it. And then I'll layer, because I love a layer, I'll layer on top of it a topper or a runner. And that just allows you know, the whole table to be covered with the burlap, but then you're creating layers and interest, visual interest with your linens. So we have, like with our hen house linens, we have a lot of square toppers. So even on a really long table, I'll take two of them, put them at an angle and kind of overlap them over the burlap. So it just creates that layered look. And then, and I love texture on the table. So you've got the texture of the burlap and then you've got the cotton 
tablecloth on top of it. I love that. That is such a good idea. And it'll fit anything. You can really accommodate any size table that way. Yep. And burlap comes in all different colors. I usually just stick with the neutral brown traditional color, but it always amazes me all the different colors that they have. And your linens are so colorful and fun that would really pop against the burlap, the kind of neutral burlap. Yeah. So I love, it's funny that our linens are so colorful because I don't think my closet has anything but white, navy, (laughs) and beige. (laughs) I think it's maybe because my professional life, I'm surrounded by so much color when it comes to my attire. I tone it down. But we, we love color. Even when the trend was gray and white, we still embrace color. We love, I love to mix and match. All of our linens are designed to, to coordinate with each other. So it's so much fun to me to find inspiration in something small and then pull together you know, just a, a different color palette of linens to, to bring it all together. I just, I went to an antique store in Savannah a couple of weeks ago and found these little rose bowls they're just I don't I don't even know what the pattern is but they just they were so pretty to me and they just look springy and they have every color under the rainbow in them and I it just made my day to find those because like oh I can use our blue napkins I can use our pink ones I can use our green ones and I I love to just put a different color napkin at each table setting I think it's fun and just so interesting that is interesting I've not seen that I've seen a couple you know, different linens used at a table, but not one at each place setting. That is really fun because everyone has their own unique print that way. That's very fun. Now, I always like to ask our guests, what does hospitality really mean to you? So I think hospitality is synonymous with being gracious. Think graciously welcoming guests into your home, being gracious when things don't go as planned, which happens often. Just making your guests feel welcome. I love when my guests feel comfortable enough to just go into my fridge or pantry and rummage around for whatever they're looking for. I just think it's just creating that welcoming environment and making them feel like they're a part of it and being a part of the event or being part of your home. We tend to entertain close friends and family a lot. And I just think it's... You just have such great memories of of those events. I remember my aunt having wonderful 4th of July parties and they were simple and, but the food was good and the company was great. And I just think that's just such a gracious, welcoming environment. And why do you think it's important to invite guests over and create these memorable moments? I mean, I just, you know, I don't think there's anything better to strengthen a bond of friendship or family than having someone into your home. You know, you you always, they say you never know what goes on behind closed doors. But by welcoming someone into your home, the, the door isn't closed anymore. And they get to come inside and be a part of your celebration. And I mean, I just learned so much too from entertaining, you know, some, especially if you do something where people bring dishes. I mean, that's great to relieve the stress off the hostess. And then it's just wonderful to see different recipes and different ways people present things. They prepare them the way they transport them to your home. I just think it's so much fun to 
to have people in your home and just see a different side of them. That is true. I never thought about it, but I have adopted, I guess, so many dishes because someone mm-hmm. else brought it to an event that I was going to and loved it. I so I asked for the recipe. I know. We used to, I, we were in a supper club for years and some of my favorite recipes came from that supper club. I also, that's where I learned to not to try something new because I, there were several times that I tried something new and it did not go That is my number one stress rule like to eliminate stress i mean is do not do that it is so tempting and i want to do it so often and i will even occasionally do it and i always regret it always because even if it turns out perfectly i'm stressed about whether or not it's going to turn out the way that i thought we i remember one time we made we were in charge of the side and you would get you know you were had different assignments and some person somebody was bringing the starch side someone was bringing the green side and for some reason the green side always stressed me out so we decided we were going to make spinach like wilted spinach and there were about 16 of us in our supper club and you know we had two bag big bags of spinach but i mean if you've made spinach you yes. know that spinach cooks <laughs> down very small we had never made spinach. We, you know, wilted it with some olive oil and pine nuts. Sounded fabulous, but we ended up with two tiny little bowls, <laughs> and it just looked ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, this is why we don't do this. Oh, that is live funny. and learn. Yes, yes, spinach is amazing. How <laughs> how much you need to even serve four people, really? Plus 16. That's a lot in a supper club, 16 people. Yeah, it was. It was fun though. Now, do you have any advice for the new hostess? Maybe since you know so much about linens, maybe particularly towards that area, what's most important? So I would say invest in some quality pieces. You know, you can find quality pieces on sale or if you just get on the internet and look around, you can find all kinds of things. But I I don't like to invest in something that I'm not... So when I say quality pieces, I don't necessarily mean expensive pieces. I think things that, that are timeless and are going to hold, will obviously hold their shape and color and you know, that, that aren't trendy and that you'll be able to use for a number of years. I, one of my favorite things about our linens is that they require almost no ironing. Now... I say that in that if I'm at home, we use cloth napkins every day and I never iron them when it's just us. Right. But if I'm having a party, you always want to step it up a notch when you're having a party. I might run a quick iron over it, but I don't ever want to have something I'm too, too nice that I'm afraid to use. But then at the same time, I, I want to have something that is beautiful and will last for a lifetime. So that is one of my favorite things about our linens is that you, they're made, they're 100% cotton. They're made to wash, pull out of the dryer. I call it ironing them with my hands and then you know, throw them in the drawer for us to keep using. And they hold their shape and color and are just wonderful additions to the table. For someone starting out, you know, especially specific to table linens, I'd start with dinner napkins. I'd get, you know, two to three sets of four. So, you know, four, eight or 12 dinner napkins in coordinating patterns. I'd probably do three different patterns, but that they all work together. So if you have 12 over, you can work them in 
But if you're only have a, having a table of four, you, you have a full set. And you just really embrace colors that you like. That is such good advice. And because it does allow you to have sets for when you have multiple people over, but you get some variety for every day as well. Right. Well, we are at the time for the speed round. Are you ready? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What is your favorite flower? Oh, hands down, hydrangea. Mm -hmm. I'm so lucky that I have. I do not have a green thumb. You put an orchid in my house and it will drop all its blooms almost <laughs> instantaneously. But I have two, I think it's probably three or four now because you have know, hydrangea kind of spread. I have to, some beautiful oak leaf hydrangea in my yard. They're blooming right now. They just wow. make me so happy. And I love to cut the blooms off of those, pop them in a vase. And I mean, you have the prettiest instant centerpiece that requires nothing else. Like, you don't have, I mean, it's got the, the leaves are pretty, the flowers are pretty. I just, I love a hydrangea. Me too. I do love them. And I love, like you said, that they're just one, all you need is that. You don't have to add anything else to them, but you can right. add other things to them. So they're so versatile. Yeah, they You're are. lucky to have just, them in your yard. <laughs> I don't have as much luck with the more traditional mop head hydrangea. I think maybe we have too much sun. Like it, mm. it gets really sunny and hot in our yard, but I still try to grow them. <laughs> I'm just not as, I'm not as successful. What do you want for Mother's Day? Oh, goodness. You're the first person to ask me. So <laughs> that's a great question. You know what I would like? I would like my son to come to the beach. So I hope he's listening to this because he has not been to the beach and I've been trying to get him to come and he has every excuse under the sun, but he has none for not coming on Mother's Day. So Porter, if you're listening, that's what I want. Name a food you hate. Mayonnaise. Your favorite place to vacation. I'm there right now. Thanks, Simon's. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. I love St. Simon's. Love, love, love it. Do you have a pet peeve? Oh, goodness. I have a lot of pet peeves. What's my biggest one? Porter not coming to the beach. (laughs) (laughs) I do not like clutter. I'm a minimalist. I like things to be organized. And I'm married to a man who's not that way. So it creates friction at times. But I, I don't like clutter and messiness at all. It seems like those two types always marry each other for some reason. Yes. Yes. My best friend that I, I mean, I've known since we were 13, she is a little bit messy, a little bit cluttery. She, she has bad allergies. She likes to leave tissues laying around and she, we lived together for a while and she laughs that I married the the male version of her. (laughs) She and my husband are just alike. It's it's bizarre how much they're alike. That's great. Yeah. What is your... You may not have one, actually, after talking to you, but what is your favorite cookbook? Ooh, I do have a favorite cookbook. I Well, actually, I, have, I would say I have two. I mean, I love to try different... I love a Southern Living whatever is in the magazine. But my go-to cookbooks are, there's, my husband's from Tipton, Georgia, and the Tipton Garden Club has a cookbook that I got as a wedding gift. 
So that was a long time ago, 25 years ago. But I love that cookbook. It's just got those good classic Southern recipes that, you know, if you go to great Aunt Susie's house and she's serving something, you can almost bet it came out of that cookbook. And then I also love the Birmingham Junior League cookbook. I can't remember the name of it, but it's pretty and it has some, like one of my favorite recipes is Gruyere grits, baked Gruyere grits. And it comes, it's out of that cookbook and they're wonderful. We make them at the holidays every year. That sounds delicious. Delicious. I'm going to have to try that. I'll send you the recipe. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I was thinking, I don't know how easy that'll be to find, but <laughs> the Birmingham <laughs> Junior League cookbook. But yeah, I think there's several too. This one's very, I mean, it's it's probably 20 years old, but it, it's a good one. Now, I know that everyone listening will want to know how to find you. Please tell us where they can find you on social media and all the places. Yeah. So we, we're, of course, have a website and it's inhouselinens.com. And then our Instagram handle is hen underscore house underscore linens. And I hope everyone will, will follow us and check us out. We love, I love to post the napkin fold, you know, a tablescape here and there. And if we have any specials or sales, we'll feature those on our, on our website and on Instagram. And then for all of the listeners today, I would love to give them a 20% off code. So it'll be Happy Hostess 20. So check us out. Well, thank you for doing that. That is so generous of you. I know that they all want to take advantage of it because I love, love, love your linens. The colors are just so true and they're just beautiful. And they feel, and they really have such a good quality feel to them as well. Thank you. We we take the quality very seriously because it's, it's as important to us as the the actual color and design because we want it to to last a lifetime. Well, this has been so fun talking with you today, Adrian. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you for having me, Christy. It's been wonderful. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your podcast app. It would mean the world to me. If you need links for anything mentioned during this episode, head over to happyhostesscollective.com and you'll find them in the show notes. A new episode comes out every Tuesday and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have a great week.